Everybody, what's up and welcome to episode 98 of the Commit First podcast. We are closing in on our 100th episode. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I've been mentioning that we are now going to feature a few popular episodes from the podcast up until the 100th episode because there are some amazing podcasts that we recorded in the past couple of years. This podcast has been you know, I launched it in 2018, not really knowing, you know, what will come out of it. But hey, you know, here we are in 2021, 100th episode coming up. And I'm very excited towards that. We had some ups and downs. It was rebranded. It was called the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast at first. After that, it was rebranded to Creativepreneur. And a year and a half ago, we rebranded to Commit First, which is, wow, so many changes. But I'm very excited about, you know, leading up to the 100th episode and having this milestone achieved. For me, it's a big deal. And I'm very excited also for you for being, you know, part of this. And so thank you so much for listening, for rating us on iTunes, for sharing us on social media, telling friends about us. Very important to us that, you know, to know that we're making impact as well. And I'm saying us, me, the team, the people that I've interviewed and the people that are now going to be interviewed as well. The more you guys are sharing this and the more the podcast grows, the more high level players I can also bring on and give them value by having, you know, the reach of this podcast give them traction so it means the world to me thank you so much just want to say thank you again and to that episode i'm going to bring episode number 59 with scott valker scott is an amazing entrepreneur he was called the amazing seller but if you don't know him from that part of his career now his brand is called actually brand creators because that's what he's done he's helped a tremendous amount of people create their online brands and what he calls freedom businesses and his brand is now called brand creators and his podcast is called rock your brand and you can also follow him online on facebook he has a huge community and goes live there a lot i love scott for everything he represents and his humbleness this guy's so humble and so kind and he's very very successful and so i really respect him i really liked this episode personally but you guys loved it as well because the number of downloads shows it. So here we are, episode 59 of the podcast. Enjoy Scott Valker, everyone. Very good. What's up, Scott? What's going on, my man? How you doing? Dude, oh great. So happy to catch up with you. And uh, whenever we recorded the, the previous episode, it was like six months ago. No, like it was more. Almost a year be. ago, dude. Yeah. I think it was a year ago. It's crazy. Oh my God. So since then, we finished <laughs> uh, Pat's Mastermind. And then yeah. we met at FlynnCon at the at Pat's uh, event in July. And then mm-hmm. since then, you had your own event. Yes, amazing event. Yes, I did. Brand Accelerator Live. Yes, yes. It was, it was amazing. So anybody who hasn't checked out Scott's event so far, um, go check out. First of all, like after this episode, because don't stop listening to this now, but after this episode, <laughs> listen to our previous episode um, because it was also amazing to talk to Scott about his story and how he came up. But um, go check out on Instagram. It was like Brand Accelerator Live, I think. like the, the Basically, people use the hashtag. Yep. Um, and you'll see, you'll see the photos and, uh, the conference looked amazing. Um, just because I've been in the U S just in, at FinCon, I couldn't come, but it was just, it's, it looked amazing. I, you I, missed I, out, man. You missed yeah. out. <laughs> I, I'll come to next, I'll, I'll come to your next one, man. All right. I'm going to hold you to it, man. Just, just make sure you do it. Like just 
exactly have to think on or anything like that. And then like, right. or summit of greatness or something like that. And then I'll take trips. Okay. But anyways, okay. I'll, I'll try to work with you. You'll be my, you'll be my anchor. Okay. okay. That sounds <laughs> good. to do the event next to yours. That would be. <laughs> so whatever you may, whatever you want, man. <laughs> no, man, I really, I, I really want to attend the next one. It was amazing. And, um, and the reason we're talking today is because in the event you announced your book, the take action effect. Yes. That's Look at awesome. that, baby. That's awesome. 13 Dude. months of work, man. Amazing. That's, that's a hard Third. copy and wow. a soft, the soft cover. Ooh, like nice. Baby, right? Nice. Oh, oh, man. A lot of work. A lot of work. So you, you must be super proud to, to just be holding that after oh, such a long amazing. time. It's amazing. Wow. Dude, like, I mean, right now I'm, I'm also like started, I just started the process of writing my book mm. and I'm like, just like a month in and I'm like, oh my freaking god this is mm. this is like psych this is like going to a psychologist like to to <laughs> to, to to shrink this is going to shrink yeah, yeah um and um and i know you also took a book coach as well mm-hmm. um and uh we're going to talk about that but first i want to just talk uh, i want okay so we'll do it this way so um scott was already on the show and uh to anybody of you who did not listen or if you listen and just want to refresh all right in, in the last episode, we have talked about Scott's story and uh, just to revisit some concept that came up. First of all, we talked about taking action. Scott always took action. He came from actually like um, from like a family business, like and he built he built like um, um, per, like decks and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like it was a good, it was in construction. Yeah, construction. Yeah, so homes, like remodel. yeah, building homes and stuff. And then like. Coming from that, and and like he built a family business along with his wife for photography, and then yep. also for like, and they didn't know how to be photographers. Like they just, you know, just take action That's and it. do it That's and it, build man. a business. After that, the, and after that, you had the wooden bridges thing, and you started yeah. selling things online. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and because you already knew how to take photos of things, so he said, "Why not take a photo, upload it up online, and sell stuff?" And yep. then like, um, so always like. Um, it, it's like a pattern where you shifted careers in such a short amount of time while having your family, building your family. And, um, and, and that's when you became basically the Amazon guy, you know, like the, 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 the eBay guy, right? Or like the, the seller guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, uh, and the podcast was born and, and everything like that. And uh, the podcast, The Amazing Seller, to anybody of you yep. who don't know. And um, throughout all that taking action, one another concept that we talked about was the safety net. Yes, right? you remember that. I totally do. Um, yeah. And I took it from the last episode because, we, I mean, we all have safety nets. That when we take action, then um, we we know we can fall back on our last previous thing, right? So... Mm-hmm. I want to bring the conversation and talk about that for a bit, if it's okay, because I know you, yeah. you, you are talking about that in the book. Um, yeah. So um, taking action is, is, is a thing that most of the people, I guess, listening to this episode are like, oh yeah, we're action takers. Like, you know, like we, we take action on stuff. Well, we have these dreams, but we tend to procrastinate on it sometimes, but we do take action. Um, creative entrepreneurs are action takers. They are doing things in the world. They are building their own communities. Um, they do believe that, you know, moving forward is the way to go. They do believe in like having a family and like, you know, taking action towards like, like, but the thing is this, like the safety net aspect is, is pretty 
it gets scary when you're an entrepreneur and right and you have the cash flow issues and stuff like that so the safety net becomes kind of like well if i get into a hole that deep i like no safety net will save me you know um how do you what's your approach on that well again i mean i think it takes planning right like so like yeah. before you're going to make that leap you, you kind of have to figure some numbers out it always starts with the numbers for me because mm-hmm. if i'm going to make that leap then i need to know what do i need to survive like what do i need so like going back to to an example when i was in the construction business you know at back then back in the day we're talking like 18 years ago like i needed like four grand a month to cover bills uh-huh. right so i needed to find a way that i was going to make four grand so then yeah. we started our photography business on the side and we started to approach four grand so i'm like well wait a minute if i go full time i should be able to replace that and then i'll be okay and if i can't well i can always fall back on my last you know, career, my skill set, and I can yeah. you know, do a side job and I'll make a couple grand and that'll make yeah. up for it. So I think it always starts with not just like going, oh, I'm just going to go out there and figure it out. You have to have that plan. You right. got to figure that stuff out beforehand. You need to do some digging and some soul searching and seeing exactly what it takes for you to be able to make that leap. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, in one hand, yes. On the other hand, like, um, for me, in my case, and I guess like I'm not like everybody else. And by the way, it might be just a topic of my book, but it's like it's about like um, I'm definitely going to talk about taking risks and um, and making the leap because sometimes making the leap, burning bridges, is what you know us entrepreneurs need to do sometimes. And um, so it's kind of like I know it's in a way against kind of like the safety net, but you yeah. also took those risks. You also burned some boats. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll give you an example. My my yeah. father's partner. Um, I burned a bridge there because, you know, when I told him that I was going to leave, he kind of looked at me and laughed and said, okay, I'll see you in a month. So I wasn't ever going to go back to him, yeah. but I knew that if I had to, I could go find work. Right. right? right. So it You're hireable. Like a, yeah. I, I mean, I've got a skill set. Someone will yeah. want me to do something for a dollar. I'm not going to let yeah. my family starve. I think that's what I'm talking about. Like a risk, like, did I risk, like when I made that leap, did I risk like not being able to, um, to maybe provide for my family for the next six months? Maybe not. But the thing is, is I knew that I'd have like a two or a three month runway that I would be able to figure that stuff out as I start. And so in, in my mindset, I'm like, well, I never want to go back and do the construction thing. But if I, if I had to, I could, but I'm not going to. And then I would just go ahead and figure it out. And to be honest with you, I've never went back and swung a hammer after yeah. that day, yeah. you know, for, for money anyway. I mean, I've still done some swinging <laughs> the hammer, but just as yeah. uh you know, as my own stuff that I want to do. But yeah. Um, yeah. So to, to your point, I am all about taking the risk. Like writing this book was a risk for me. Putting yeah. on an event. With yeah. Over putting on an event. There, right. Yeah. I'm putting, my, I'm putting my name on the line. I'm putting money on the line. I'm signing a contract that if I'm not going to be able to fill this venue, Scott's on the hook. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a risk, right? Just, just to, just to make it clear to anybody who's like well, an event risk, what are you talking about? Like, well, how will you tell them? Well, okay. On, as far as like lo- the logistics, like when you sign up to do an event, like minimum, and we're not even talking rooms booked because the way that it works with a hotel, and you, you and I were talking a little bit about it. So we'll yeah. go into a little bit of detail here. So other yeah. people know, understand what goes into an event. When you book a venue, you have to meet like a food and beverage minimum, right? It might be $50,000. So that means that you're going to do lunch, you're going to do some coffee and you're going to do maybe some open bars or something, or maybe you're going to mm-hmm. do a bar package or something that will meet your 50 grand, but you're going to spend 50 grand in order to get the venue, right? 
If you spend over that, you can, but you have to, you have to spend at least 50,000. It, it all varies. It could be 75, could be a hundred, depending on the venue, the size, right? And then from there, you got to also book a certain number of rooms. So they're like, okay, for that many people, possibly, you know, 200 people, we need um, 600 room nights booked. If you don't get 75% of those, you're going to pay for the rooms that we did not sell. <laughs> that could be another yeah. 50, 60 grand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you got your audio visual people that could be 50,000 to a hundred thousand or more. Right. So you're talking to put on an event. You could be talking over $150,000 that you could be on the hook for if you don't put butts in seats. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So just to put that. So is that, was that a risk for me? Absolutely. I don't want to foot a hundred thousand dollar bill. Yeah. Right. But I knew the impact it would make on our community. I knew that my community wanted this and I thought had this vision that I, that it would turn out to be something amazing. And after this is all said and done, it did turn out amazing, but I still doubted myself. I still yeah. had fears. I still had self-doubt. I had all that stuff that yeah. we think that, oh, you've already done it. You don't have that stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, we all have it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so taking risk is like taking action is, is about taking risk. It's, it's involved like, like one on one to one. Um, so can you, can you tell us about just a bit about like what the book entails, like what, what's mm -hmm. inside the book? Well, when I, when I was getting ready to write, it was funny. Um, John Lee Dumas, I, he was, I, him and I were talking probably around two years ago. And this was after one of his books he had just got done. It was um, Freedom Journal or one of them. And he said to me, he goes, so when, is, uh, when are you going to put your book out? I go, you know, that's a great question. I don't know what the, the book's going to be about, but I do have one in me. I just don't know what it's about. Hmm. And so as I started going through this process of figuring out what I wanted to write about, it all of a sudden became crystal clear. Because if you look back at my timeline of what I've done since I was, you know, 18 years old, all the way to where I am now, 47 years old, and all of the twists and turns, there's a timeline there. And everything led me to go to where I am. But everything had, you know, an action step in it. And everything had a yeah. moment, that a decision was made that allowed me to, and that's why it's called the take action effect, is because everything that you do will lead you to that next thing and that next pivot. And then you'll create this ripple effect, whether it's yeah. in your business or other people's lives that you're doing it, like the podcast. I didn't think I was going to start a podcast. I almost yeah. didn't start a podcast. Yeah. And I started it. Glad I did because now, you know, over 14, almost 15 million downloads. And we just had our own live event because of the podcast. And I can't imagine mm. if I hadn't did it. Right. Yeah. So the book yeah. is all about take, really it's identifying the things that you've already done successful that you, that successfully that you're not giving yourself credit for. Yeah. So how to look at a situation and go, you know, I might not be a hundred percent about that but I, I'm pretty sure that that's where I need to go in order to lead me to the next thing. So right. identifying these moments, giving yourself credit for things that you've already done, creating your timeline. So then you can see how far you've already come. Some of the things that you've already over, overcame can become, you know, to me, confidence builders for you to go on to the next thing. So in, in the beginning yeah. of the book, it's all about mindset. So in the very first part. So the mindset, I want to just stop for a second, like yeah. um, to go back to something you said, um, you said like, so one step, like after the other, like yeah. basically um, will prepare you for the next step. Right. And in order, like, but you said you have to have that plan. You have to, you have to have the initial plan. The What's other the initial plan? The, okay. I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. So when I started the podcast, I had no idea how I was going to monetize it. Uh -huh. Okay. But I yeah. had built other businesses where I built an audience. And I knew from the audience build, once I was able to tap into a market, build no like, and trust with yeah. people, I knew that the monetization would start. 
and, would, and, and, and that would happen. Yeah. So when I started the podcast, I didn't have a plan on how I was going to make money with it. Okay. Yeah. But I knew that that would happen if I could build the know, like, and trust, if I could lead people down the right path. Right. And so I didn't think about doing an event back then and five years ago, right? I didn't think about yeah. writing a book five years ago. Those right. things appeared because I took the action and had the initial plan, which was how do I build an audience and help people? Right. Step two is, okay, I've got some, I've got people that are following me, people that know, like, and trust me. How do I see what they need? How do I fill that void and give them something of value? That's the right. second part. And as you start to do that, that's what, that's what I mean by the plan. The plan wasn't money in the beginning. It was now, with that being said, did I know in the back of my mind that there was ways that you can make money with an audience in this market? Absolutely. Yeah. So you do a little bit of that digging before you actually start. Got it. And just like, because I'm right now and I'm talking about like, obviously it's a conversation between us two. I help, um, I hope that other people that are listening right now are kind of in the same situation. Um, so I'm right now in a situation where I'm like, you know, I'm running. I'm like, you know, I'm, I have a business, multiple revenue streams, and I just like, you know, like hitting launches after launches, right? And I just sat down a couple of days ago and I sat down with my coach and we just mapped out, um, we met, mapped out my cash flow sheet. So it's kind of like, uh, but not, not, not mapped out in terms of like going back and seeing what I, you know, what I mm. did. It's like trying to predict what I'm going to do, like trying to write the business plan. Um, and everybody knows I'm like the vision guy. Like I love writing my six month vision based on what I want to do. And then like putting it together with the cash flow is something new that I implemented in the past year. Um, but so I guess I had a bit of like, wait a second. So when I have usually when I have ideas, then I'm like, maybe I should do it. But if I already have a plan for three months or six months or whatever, then it would not be responsible to put another like, you know, another action plan inside. So what's your take on that? So from what I'm gathering here is, is you're saying you have, you have one plan, but then you're creating a secondary plan. Well, I have a plan for all my revenue streams and it's like, okay, so this month I should launch this. The next month I should launch that. Like the, this month I should launch this. Like this is like launch, 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 launch. Right. And then like, um, so because now I have a plan, um, then I, it's very hard to fit anything else in there in terms of commitments, in terms of like, okay, let's create a new revenue stream. Or for instance, today I was like, um, I just got an opportunity to host a radio show. I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, me, radio show? That could be freaking awesome. Like, you know, having a radio show on my own in Israel. But, um, but it's like, should I do it? Because now I'm committed. Like I have a plan. So what's your take does on like that? Does that lead itself to, to your overall like plan of where you're going or is it just a yes because it's cool that you'd be on a radio show? Well, I think definitely um, looking at the, the radio show, like everything that we know, we know that once you get no like and trust, right? You get audience, um, radio develops audience. Um, so I know it's another step towards my big vision. You're right. Like towards, towards the vision of like days running market vision. I have also right. a vision for the international market. But Well, the, again, I mean, that's one thing I'm going to be getting better at this year, to be honest with you. Is And I heard you say like you're mapping everything out and you've got like launch after launch after launch after launch. Yeah. And that's good in one sense, but in one sense, it also makes it where you almost feel as though you have to stick to that plan versus adjusting and pivoting along the way. Right. So I like a little bit more freedom yeah. to be able to pivot. So I only usually go about three months out. And then that way there, it allows me. Now that doesn't mean I don't have like an overall year and then I back it up to six months. And, and But I, I've never had a year where it worked out exactly as I planned initially. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So I like the, I like the room to move. Also this past year, I did a lot of stuff. I did a ton of stuff and it was actually yeah. pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. All right. So because of that, I'm reevaluating what I really want and what I, and what Scott really, what's good for Scott and his health and, and for his family and all of that. So yeah. some things I'm going to have to say no to yeah. as much as I want to say yes. So to me, it's always about what's the main vision, the main purpose of where you're going right now. And does those things that you're saying yes to move you closer to those things or add maybe traffic or maybe add, but if it's, if it's a whole nother, like maybe it's a affiliate deal that you do with one of your friends or one of your colleagues, but it doesn't really bring people back over to your world where then you can work, you know, kind of drive people to what you're working towards. Yeah, I got it. So like you, you choose flexibility, like over hundred percent, like flexibility and like reassessing. Um, I think that it goes like, I think it, it makes sense. I also, I like, I, I don't know why, but I had my calendar. I hit, I hit the calendar. Right. But obviously all we, all we do, we do by the calendar. Um, so I'm, we're getting a bit into, into like the taking action itself and like, you know, a little details about the taking action, especially mm. and very specific about like, I'm asking about my thing, but let's go back to the book. And you said like the first part was about mindset. So, um, what are the couple like main things that you think people should take away? Well, it's kind of like what we already talked about, but I'll just kind of sum it up in the very beginning, you know, this book was written for two different types of people. Mm -hmm. One person that is stuck in their corporate job. They have no idea what they can do online. So this isn't like an Amazon selling book right? Like you had said earlier, like Scott, you're known as the Amazon guy. I don't want to be known as the Amazon guy anymore, right? I want to be the the brand building, build a lifestyle business guy. And that's what this book is doing for me. This is what the podcast has shifted over the past two years about brand building. So in the very first part, I, I speak to, and I share my stories of really, maybe in the beginning, you might be trying to figure out in your own head what you can do. Uh to basically escape the nine to five, right? Escape the job. And it's going to be hard because you feel like you've vested so much time and energy into this job and climbing the corporate ladder or maybe the education that you paid for. And now you feel like, oh, I have to do this. So it's for that person that can then kind of shake them a little bit and say, no, it doesn't have to be that way. If you're not happy, life is short, right? Reset, start over. And and once we get that right, so but then the question is always, well, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm not smart. I'm not tech savvy, whatever, right? Yeah. So the book really deals with how to overcome that by you already, you know, kind of going back and seeing what you've already done successfully and then giving yourself a pat on the back and saying, hey, you are smart. You've yeah. done something that someone else hasn't done or, or you trained to be an athlete and you were successfully uh, really good at baseball or at right. wrestling or whatever. So you're like not throwing that away. Like, yeah. You can't, but so many people think, oh, well, I'm new. I start from scratch. Scott, you've been doing it a while, so it's easier for you, you know? And the thing is, is you have to start somewhere. We all do. So it's really about how to get over the, you know, self-sabotage, the mental trash, how to get through that stuff, because I've been there and I still go through, right? But as you go through it and you prove to yourself you can do it, then you start to build up that confidence muscle. And so that's really what we work on identifying your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? I know to you, your kids are important. My kids are important. You know, you realize, I mean, what Stu McLaren said, there's 18 summers. If you think about that, there's 18 oh, summers that you have with your kids, uh, 18, yeah. right? Crazy. So yeah. if you think about that, like crazy, right? Um, right. When I was at my event, I, I did the, you know, I did my presentation yeah. and I talked about in 1998, 
my life changed forever. And that my, my life changed because I lost my mother when she was 50 years old of a heart attack. Yeah. And so from that day, it shifted my thinking. It shifted my perspective. It's not about having a multi-million dollar business that I have a hundred employees. I don't want that. Right. Like I want freedom, flexibility. I want to be able to go watch my daughter horseback riding. I want to go watch volleyball. I want to go be a baseball coach. I want to do those things. Yeah. That's what's important to Scott. doesn't mean it's got to be important to you, but you got to figure out that why. The book helps you get really crystal clear by digging deep underneath the layers of what you think is your why. Yeah. And I just want to shout out for a second, uh, anybody who isn't following Scott on Instagram, go follow Scott on Instagram because this guy, like, um, he's not just talking about it. He's doing it. Like, um, so, right. So it's like, you're actually, um, like you're actually like starting in the morning on the pool, <laughs> like, on the, oh, yeah. right. Day. Like every day with your wife and just like, yep. Um, and, and you, you upload the stories about like you hitting the gym, like, uh, like you created like a gym in your garage and like, um, and you're working out and you take walks and you, and you pick up the kids together with your wife and yeah. like you spend time with your kids. So mm -hmm. this is, um, this is important. And I think anybody, like I, I get a lot of inspiration following you on Instagram. So I think like everybody should oh, thanks, go man. now and follow you on Instagram. So yeah, well, I get inspiration out of you when you're kicking the crap out of those bags, when you're punching and <laughs> kicking and stuff. I mean, holy crap. I'm uh, like, dude, I'm not going to mess with him. <laughs> thanks man. Oh man. It he's, looks like a heck of a workout. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, like my, my trainer offer is like crazy. He's, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he trained like, uh, commando units in the army. Like, you know, like, wow. and he was like, he was doing Shaolin Kung Fu and Muay Thai since he was like yeah, very young. So he's like, That's really cool. Really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, anyways, uh, so back to, back to my thing. I think it's great that you are saying to people, first of all, assess what you want to get done, right. And what you have done and, and, pat yourself on the back. You've done something. Now you can mm -hmm. take action moving forward to what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so what's, what's in, what's next in the book? What's next in the yeah. process? So there's two parts to the book. There's part one, which is in the beginning is it's kind of going through all of that process. So when you okay. identify that you're going to be able to have more confidence because you're going to be able to see what you've already done. You're going to build out that, that timeline of how you get to where you are right now. Yeah. And then you're going to start to identify your why you're also going to, to really just identify you as a person, yeah. right? And then from there, we move into part two, which is all about how to create a future-proof business, but really how to create a future-proof you. Because these skill sets that you're going to be learning to build business number one, it won't be your last business, by the way. If you think that you're going to launch or you're going to, you know, you're going to launch one business and that's going to be your business until you die, um, I'm here to tell you, you're probably wrong. Um, you're, Especially it's, in 2020, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so to me, it's, it's the matter of getting you started so you can build something and then learn through all of those different skills that you're learning along the way. And that's how you'll become future proof, really, because those things aren't going away. The, the, the basis of the book is how to find a market that you can tap into that you would be interested in. It doesn't mean you have to be like passionate about it because a lot of people say, Scott, do I have to be passionate about it? When I started photography with my wife, I wasn't passionate about photography. I was passionate about getting out of my job. <laughs> like that's, that's what I was passionate about. So I'm like, yeah. what do you need me to do? You need me to make funny faces for the kids, make them smile. I'll do whatever. I don't care. Cartwheels, yeah. whatever you want me to do. Right. So do you think, do you think you were passionate about business though? Sorry to interrupt. Um, yes, I was, but in my father's business, I wanted to contribute more, but his partner wouldn't allow it. So mm -hmm. I did, but I didn't really know it. at the time. I just knew that I was somewhat interested in selling. Um, cause I did get into sales a little bit. I'd go out yeah. on, on estimates and I would sell the job. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yes, I was, but I didn't really know it at the time. Okay. Then once we went through our first season of the holidays, which was pretty easy because a lot of people want holiday pictures, yeah. then I started to have to get creative about how do I get more people in the door? So then I started to get excited about marketing and I started to get excited about you know, communicating with people. And, and then how can I get people to refer people? Like right. all of these, things, we're talking way back in the day, yeah. right? So yeah, that's what woke me up. And I go, holy crap, like I'm excited about this. The yeah. other thing I was excited about was Photoshop. Okay. I got Photoshop and there's actually, do I still have, yeah, it's on the back shelf. You can barely see it, but there's Photoshop six, <laughs> the Bible. So I had a bot. It was called the Bible. It was, it was um, about three and a half, four inches thick. And it was 64.95. I bought that book for back in 2007 or eight. And so from there I learned it, but I didn't yeah. like reading. Remember I, I wasn't that great yeah. in school. So I went ahead and I read it and I learned it. And I started to, I started to have a passion for, for digital photography and, and Photoshop and, and, you know, even doing restorations on photos and all yeah. of that stuff. I started to get passionate about it. So yeah. I, I, I discovered a passion again, because I took action with my wife to go into that, to get out of working nine to five. But then I started right. to discover these passions by getting involved in the business. Yeah. And, and by the way, going back, just totally unrelated, the Photoshop thing. Yeah. Do you remember your first like year of burning out photos out of their backgrounds? Like just like, mm -hmm. how long did it take you to do one photo? Um, like yeah. very well, hair and all. Oh, hair and all, gosh. Yeah, hours. Hours, right? Yeah. How much would it take you today? Oh, gosh. Depends on the background, mm -hmm. but it could, be as, it could be as little as less than five minutes. Less you know, than five if, minutes? Yeah, if, if it was shot on a green screen or on a white oh, background. No, no, I'm, I'm talking, no, I'm talking like regular image. Regular image? Yeah. It's still going to probably take, it would, it would probably still take me for a good job with hair. It depends how wispy the hair is. Uh -huh. Probably around 30, 30 to 45 minutes. 30 to 45 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like an experienced Photoshopper, right? Like, mm -hmm. check this out. Remove.bg. Mm. Have you seen it? No. It's freaking awesome. It's like, yeah. this is like, you just put a picture and just like that, boom, <laughs> no background. It, like crazy. machine learning took people out of their jobs. Like this is it. Like no crazy. more Photoshop, everyone. No more Photoshop. Boom. Mm -hmm. Remove BG removes everything. And wow. it's like, it, it's learning. Like it was like mm -hmm. existent, like already turns out like three years ago, but it was mm -hmm. shit. But still the machine learning started learning it. So now, it's like in a moment, it, amazing job. Incredible. It doesn't amazing job. So yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's cool. That's yeah. a nice, that's a nice feature that's been taken about 18 <laughs> years to build, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Now the machine learning has yeah, it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, so um, back to the taking action part. Like, so um, the thing about what you're saying is, is, is like, you always took action, obviously, and you always moved forward and you always kind of like, um, and I guess other people like also want to move forward, but they feel stuck. They feel they don't, they don't have time. They feel that they don't um, have the money or the means, right? Um, even I would say right now, like, so I, I, I talked today to someone who's also a, a very um, talented entrepreneur and she was like, well, yeah, I want to start something, but I have so many ideas. How mm. do I focus and how do I know what to get clarity on what I actually want to do? Mm. 
That, that's a that, that's a tough one because we all have that. We call that shiny object syndrome, right? It's like we right. just get excited about certain projects. Um, it comes down to really getting focused on what you want to focus on now, right? Like what is the outcome that you're trying to do? Um, and then get hyper-focused on that and give yourself a year. Just say, let me focus on this for a year. I'll shelf everything else. And then we'll just learn everything we can. We'll implement as much as we can and just double down on these things. Um, you're going to get way more. You're going to get less frustrated because you're going to get better at it. You're going to get more results. When you get results, you get excited. You want to continue to do it. So I would tell that person, pick something that is going to, um, number one, excite you a little bit or interest you. And also yeah. probably what does have its, you know, what lends itself to monetization when you get there, right? Yeah. Because if you're talking about doing something, but you know that there's not really, it's, it's going to be a struggle to to be able to make any money from it. If that's, if you're just doing it for a hobby, that's one thing, but most of us, you know, that are doing this or, you know, in, in this realm and we're looking at making or turning this into a business. And in the book, that's what we talk about, you know, whether it's making an extra thousand bucks a month or an extra $50,000 a month, you know, it just depends on what your goals are, but, um, the principles are still there, but back to the, if, if you don't have time, Mm -hmm. I just want to, I just want to like highlight something here and kind of put this in perspective. And this is again, why I don't really I don't sympathize that well with someone that says they don't have time. And here's why. When I was uh, 23, 24 years old, I was working for my father's construction company. I was the main guy leading a bunch of crews that we were, we were building out our, our brick and mortar business. I was in charge of a lot of guys. So I was working 60 plus hours a week. I had to stay there till the job got done. Well, on the side, I was building my house from scratch at night after I got done. And I did that in 11 months. So I wanted that house so bad so my family could live in it that I could say, I built a house that my family lives in. Like that was a goal of mine and I did it, right? After that, I wanted to learn the, the Photoshop and I wanted to build my own websites. I taught myself Flash as far as like Flash web developing, right? I spent yeah. like days to have this little animation that went on the thing that yeah. I thought it was going to bring me a lot of business. It didn't. Yeah. It taught me how to use it. Dreamweaver, the old, yeah. you know, like all that stuff, right? Yeah. But I stayed up after hours, I'd get three hours of sleep because I wanted to build the business that would allow me to have the freedom, but I wanted it so bad. So when someone says I work nine to five and I don't have time, you don't want it bad enough. Right. No other way to put it. No other way to put it. Right. So you don't want it bad enough. You don't want it bad enough, man. You think some people just lack the motivation to, even if they want it bad enough, just like the motivation is the why, man. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't hate going to work. This sucks. Uh, My boss sucks. My people that I work with suck. I want to get out of here. My life sucks. But then you don't do anything. Right. No, but I'm like. The plan is right here, dude. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. The second part, if you just follow this, you'll build yourself a successful business, period. Right. Right. I've replicated it. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And we talked a bit about that at FlynnCon, about how you actually replicated some yeah. stuff like so um and we're very short on time so can you just like in a minute tell us about what you actually replicate like one example basically it's the find the market yep build it get attention in the market build the awareness right have people get to know like and trust the brand yeah figure out what they want what they need and then give Great it to products them. like yep. that's it it's it's so, literally that's i mean there's so how do you figure out what they need well, number one, it's listening to the audience or listening to what the audience is already buying from other people or other businesses, right? 
So if, I mean, we can go on Amazon now and we can see what the bass fishing market's buying right now. I can well, see exactly what the totals are for numbers and all of that. I, I'm just asking like right now, like, yeah. so I have audience here that are listening to this podcast. I have audience on the Facebook group. I think they're like kind of overlapping naturally. I have audience on Instagram, people that follow me on Instagram. Um, I, I, I don't know what the overlap is. How do I find out what my general audience kind of, or am I doing it all wrong by having like, I think there's two things. I think there's two things. One, I think the easiest way to find out what they want is to ask them. Right. Right. Like just ask them. Are like, you going hey, on? DM me. <laughs> yeah. Or not, not even give them options, you know, but here, here's, I think the first part of this is, is even more important. What are you putting out there into the marketplace mm-hmm. as if you were fishing in a pond? What kind of bait are you putting out there? Right? So to me, it's all about if I'm in the bass fishing world mm-hmm. and I want to, I want to build an, a bass fishing audience that is raving fans and they want to learn how to catch more bass I'm not going to put out there maybe um, how to play pool. Right. Right. So it's all about putting that out there. And so if you're, if you're like dabbling in like, oh, I'm going to do like um, Photoshop stuff. And then over here, I'm going to do like how to market your photography business. Yeah. Those are two, maybe this person over here that's learning Photoshop doesn't have a business. They don't want a business. They just want to learn how to get better at Photoshop. So I need to be better in my marketing, in my messaging to attract the right people. Right. And if you yeah. do that, then it's easy. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like being sharp in your message. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, by the way, the process that I'm doing, like writing my book now, is mm-hmm. the process of finding out what's my message, what's my mm-hmm. why, what's my mm-hmm. out, like, what makes me unique, mm-hmm. um, and also what what I want to like, kind of like invest in. What message do I want to invest in? You know what I'm saying? Because like, if I say like, I can build a, a, a new community of only designers tomorrow, like, mm-hmm. like that. I know that I can do that. I can monetize it pretty quickly. Like you yeah. can build a new Amazon selling um, website or like, you know, like a podcast or whatever tomorrow. Um, right. But you don't want to. No. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of like. Well, Siggy, let me just say something. Yeah. So when I started the podcast, it was all about how to launch on Amazon. I, uh, about three years in, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to keep going down this road because that's not where I'm going to be living. Right. That's not where I'm going to be playing. But my, my, but my marketing was all about how to launch on Amazon. Yeah. So what did I do? I started to switch up my messaging and started to pivot where now I'm talking about brand building. I'm talking about list building. I'm talking about, um, you know, how to, um, how to sell without selling, right? Like how to not, how to message your, your, your email subscribers, how to show up on social and be useful, uh, and, and be helpful. Like, so you see what I've done. I'm switching it now. And I just put on an event brand accelerator live, not how to sell on Amazon. Hmm. And honestly, at that event, we only had three speakers that spoke about Amazon. All the rest of the speakers talked about how to build a brand. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't how it started. I started to switch the messaging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the key, right? Yeah. Just because you start someplace doesn't mean that you can't start to pivot as long, but you got to start putting out that messaging. If you go back now and listen to the past two years, there's not going to be all this about Amazon. It's going to be about how to how to build an email list and how to communicate with that email list and um, how to run Facebook ads and yeah. how to use social and all of that stuff. Because that's the stuff to me that you need to, to know moving into building a business and a brand. Yeah, definitely. And I think like once you do that and you build like in your specialty, your niche, you build yep. the audience and then you shift 
slowly it makes sense. And mm-hmm. this it's also kind of like what's happening to me right now in Israel, where yeah. I had, I built a, a massive following of design, talking about design. And now I'm actually really talking to them about personal development, selling, uh, marketing themselves as as, mm-hmm. um, as as creatives. And I'm seeing that shift is very successful. Like I've, my recent launches have been all about that. My content's all about that. Mm-hmm. But my new community, and this is this podcast right here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about like building a lifestyle business, building a you know and and you know online marketing and stuff like that, okay. um, while also keeping taking care of your health and and you know and parenting and like you know just me, like I I'm just me trying to be right. authentic, but it's not it's not a clear message. And mm-hmm. if I'm talking about online marketing, I'm competing with people like Scott Valker or Pat Flynn's or Geldies, and I'm I'm not there. Like so, but no one, but no one's going to replace you. No one can be right. You. So, so the question that's is like, so yeah. But if that's the key, the question is this: so should I keep just being me? Because that grows very slowly. If you keep mm-hmm. like not like sorry, it grows quickly if you're authentic and you have a skill or a niche, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. grows very slowly if you're authentic and you have no skill or niche. Mm-hmm. If or if you're like you know in in such a red ocean, right? Yeah. So in the beginning, it's always about niching down. Like so yeah. when I started the podcast, it was all about, um, you know, how to start an, an Amazon, you know, channel and how to sell on Amazon. Yeah. And then as we started to get some of the attention, yeah. then I'm able to then speak to marketing and what it takes to build a brand. And then those people are going to allow me to shift a little bit. Some are going to leave, but some are going to stay. And then I start really focusing on those people. And then from there, they start to spread the word. And then I, then I'm, then I can create the, the content that I really resonate with and that I believe is going to be around for the next 20 years. Yeah. So at first, if you're just starting, if you're listening to this at first, yes, you want to niche down because it's going to be easier to get noticed in a, crowdy wor- a crowded world, but then you can always pivot outside of that once you get the attention, as long as it's not like left field. Like if I'm sitting here and I'm doing this, we're talking about business. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I've got a new, um, podcast over here talking about bass fishing. Yeah. You know, some people might be like, yeah, I mean, there might be a 1% that say, yeah, I'm well, I, I want to learn about that. Some are going to be like that. I don't care about that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that would be a whole separate business, a whole right. separate channel. Um, but if it's related in a sense, like look at Amy Porterfield, she was the Facebook ads person or the Facebook queen. Right. Right. Not that now she's like course creator, webinar creator. Like that's what she's yeah. 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 So you niche down, you grow an audience there and then you, yeah. So yeah, I need to find my niche, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm like, really like, because I'm going back to design every time. Like uh, that's my superpowers, right? Like mm-hmm. I can build, but I don't want designers only and stuff like that to be my audience. I'm actually having a lot of entrepreneurs follow me because I'm also the vision guy. I also build communities. I also like built mess. Like I left my day job to run my blog full time. So I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, anyways, enough about I- me. Well, wait a minute. One more thing about you, because yeah. I've said this before to you. And um, I, I think the, like for you, the easy, and I told you this before, but I'm going to tell it, I'm going to say it right back to you again on your own show, yeah. is you, you could take the design elements of my website, my blog, and you can point out how it could be better. And then you're going to be able to, to show me that stuff. And then I'm going to let people know about it. And then you're going to say that I helped Scott Volker um, fix his website so it converts better, it flows better, people get a better user experience. Uh-huh. You're technically still design, but yet you're also business. Why am I business? Just because, because I have you're to helping convert someone more. that ha- no, because you're going to help people that are trying to get more conversions on their website. So now you're known as the expert that gets more conversions through design. Yeah. So I mean, but again, it goes back to design, which which okay. I'm totally good with. It's okay. By the it's way, okay. 
but but it's still yeah. there's a gap there, right? So if, if yeah. I'm following you because of design, the design is to actually help me get more sales. So that means that I'm a business owner, I want to get more sales. So right. now you can start to pivot slowly away from just the design and start talking about email optimization. You can start talking about uh, Facebook ads and, and design elements there or not yeah. even design elements, just like how to convert better. Because now yeah. you're, you're kind of the conversion guy now. You're not just the design right. guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally like, that's why I have like design triggers and it's like an online course that talks about yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm totally like also like exploring that realm and I'm saying like, okay, I think it also comes to kind of like serving. I'm thinking like, who can I serve in the best possible way. First of mm. all, I know I want to serve Scott Volkers, right? I want to want to serve people like you, people like Monica, people like people that were in the mastermind and yeah. like entrepreneurs. I don't want to serve only designers like I'm doing here in Israel, like which is like, you know, the design audience. Mm -hmm. I want to serve entrepreneurs, people that are building a lifestyle business because that's me. That's I want to serve my people, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and design is definitely a way to do that. And design have, has a way to increase conversions, which is directly correlated to sales and business. So it's got like, Definitely a good direction to go in. Yeah. Um, and then going back to my book process right now, what I'm doing is like, I'm actually finding out that um, the thing that makes me unique is like, you know, and going back through my experience and stuff like that, oh, yeah. is like, um, is taking risks that are mm -hmm. bigger than most people, um, mm -hmm. is like detaching myself from specific situations and people in my life. And mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of contrast I found out. Um, between situations in my life, like in, in the army or like in, in when I went to China and start like, mm. um, and did Shaolin Kung Fu, like in the mountains, like those kind of like situations that yeah. most people just don't do. Um, mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with business. So anyways, leave that aside. Well, I want to talk to you about your book coach for a second. Right. So first of all, everybody, I want you to, um, this, uh, this episode is actually coming out, um, on Friday. Yeah. And, um, and, so right now until Sunday, just so you know, Scott's book is right now on Amazon for 99 cents, like on Kindle. So yes. please go on Amazon, order it. Like this is amazing. And order either that or their hardcover, right? We'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And you can email um, Scott right through your website. Yep. Just, yeah, you can either do that or you can go to scott at theamazingseller.com. Cool. So yep. Scott at theamazingseller.com. I'll put that email also in the show notes. And then you can email Scott your receipt and you'll get the audiobook. So yeah, I'll get the audiobook, which hasn't been recorded yet. That's going to be recorded in October right. for a fourth quarter release. So if you grab a hard cover or a soft cover, it doesn't matter. And um, just grab a copy, send me the receipt, and then I'll put you on the list of people that are going to get audiobooks for free. And it will be me narrating it as well. Nice. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's like it's soft cover or hard cover. It's not Kindle. Uh, well, Kindle, if you get Kindle, you're going to get it for 99 cents. That's the deal. Got it. Um, okay. If you do the other, if you do a physical copy, then I'll give you the audio book for free. Okay, cool. Got it. Got it. So I'll just make the message clear. So get a yeah. soft, soft book or um, a hardcover book for, um, and then you'll get the audio, the audio version for free or yep. get the Kindle for 99 cents, which is also yeah. amazing deal. Yeah. So you can get it now for till Sunday. If it's after Sunday and you're listening to this episode, don't worry, just go and buy this book. It's amazing. Like Scott, Scott actually practices what he preaches. Um, and, um, and, and I know that you're, you don't know how much you inspired me back in Pat Flynn's mastermind. Kind of like we were talking about, oh, um, everybody was like talking about what they are struggling with. And everybody's mm. like, kind of like, I want to grow my business. I want to grow my business. I want to grow my business, which is legit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so like, wow, all these people are operating on such a high level. And then you're like, well, you know, Pat, you know, I don't know, like uh, money is not an issue for me. 
for me, it's about like, you know, about the legacy, about what I really want to do now. Mm. And it's like money is not the issue. When you said money is not the issue for me, I'm like, holy shit. Mm. I just surround myself in the room with people that money is not an issue for them. Mm-hmm. Like that was inspiring. That was like, oh my God, I can't mm. wait to also be at that level where I can say like, you know, building a successful, like multiple successful businesses. And, um, and I think like, I'm, I'm definitely like, I am petting myself on the back when I need to write, but I'm saying like, this is inspiring, man. So, um, dude, you should, you should absolutely. And you know, it's, it's like me, me saying that statement. Um, I don't ever want to sound arrogant because I don't live a luxurious lifestyle, right? Like Lamborghinis and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. That's not my interest. My interest is, is, is flexibility, stability. And so what I meant by that was, if you took all my money away today, I'd be able to go out there and still survive. Yeah. And that's what it really comes down to. Um, yeah. And one, one thing we didn't even talk about, which we don't have time to, but we'll throw it out there. You were also part of another huge take action moment for me, which was I announced that I went into the Airbnb business when we were there together right. and recently just uh, bought a lake home and turned it into an Airbnb. And that was crazy wow. because it was a, you know, a, a huge, a huge risk. Wow. You know, I put a lot of money down, which I didn't really feel comfortable doing, but I, yeah. I, I trusted the process. I trusted the people that I was dealing with and now I'm in the Airbnb market. So, you wow. know, it's, again, I'm always learning, evolving, and, and I am taking those risks, but yeah. risks that I believe that they, they're risky, but yet I'd still be okay because I'll figure it out. Yeah, man. Like, it's amazing. So you're definitely the action taker. Like, this book is you, and I love how it came out. Um, we'll talk about, I guess, everything else on a different episode because you have to sure. go. But, yeah. um, dude, thank you so much for this interview. This is, um, it was amazing talking to you, as always. And uh, looking forward to having you on the show again. Yeah, awesome, man. And I, I, I can't wait to hang out with you, uh, whether it's going to be at Brand Accelerator Live next year or before, yeah. but we'll definitely get together. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you and, uh, and everything that you're doing too, man. Definitely, bro. Thank you so much. All right. Got it, man. Hey everyone, what's up? Sagi here. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Scott Walker. You can definitely find them at the Rock Your Brand podcast or just go to Brand Creators, search that Scott Brand Creators and you'll find it on Google. And also get his book, The Take Action Effect, an amazing book. You can definitely get it on everywhere you'd like, on Audible if you'd like to listen to it or just buy it on Amazon hardcover. So hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate us on iTunes. This means the world to me to know that this show is growing. Rate us on iTunes, share it with someone, tag us on social media, send me a DM on Instagram, at Sagi Schreiber if you liked it. And if you got value from this episode, I just want to know that you're here and that you're listening and that you're engaged with this thing called Commit First. If you're committing to yourself and to your success. So thank you so much and I'll see you on the next episode.